Good Thursday evening, and welcome to another edition of the Sideline Junkies Thursday Night Throwdown. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy KG, sitting across from my main man, my homie, my ace, my brother, the boss, BJ. What's going on, y'all? Man, we got a a, a jam-packed show tonight. We got NBA Bubble. Uh, we got NFL, little MLB. Uh, currently watching some WNBA. The hometown Mystics are losing to the LA Sparks, seventy nine sixty one right now on ESPN. Uh, we'll soon when once WNBA really can uh jump up and and ramp up. We'll really get into that. So let's start off. The NBA bubble. Man, first and foremost, the Suns go 8-0. 8-0. And they still need Portland to lose tonight in order for them to make the playoffs. That's, that's, that's crazy, KG. Devin Booker and the Suns had their playing lights out. Like, you couldn't ask for a better scenario for the Suns to um, play basketball in at a high level. 8-0, they beat the Clippers uh, on, a, on a book of last uh, uh, game-winning shot. They've just been playing really good ball. And something we touched on on our last episode where we talked about the whole finding thing with Draymond Green saying that Devin Booker need to get out of Phoenix. Let me... Let me let me take it to another step. Why would Devin Booker, if, if Devin Booker wants to make a name for himself, which he is, if Devin Booker wants to be considered a great top tier player, then it's up to him. He he has a chance in his hands to bring Phoenix out of the bottom dwellers of the league. And, and, and make them a premier team in the West. I, I, I really think um, they have a good team. That's that good young team, good nucleus that's coming together and can play some ball, man. They, you know, they're young, energetic. I like them, man. I, I really do. Um, and, you know, like I said, 8-0. Um, Memphis, I believe Memphis is in, right? No, 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 no. Yeah, Memphis is in. Memphis is in for the first playoff playing game, right? So it's, it's, it depends on if Portland beats Brooklyn tonight, whether Portland plays Memphis to play in to play the Lakers, if that makes sense. Let me, let me back up because I, I know I talk fast. So the West is going to have a playing game. Memphis is already in that playing game. Now it's up to uh, Portland. If Portland and Dame Dollar go and beat Brooklyn tonight, they will play Memphis to get into the playoffs. Whatever team wins that matchup will play the Lakers in a seven-game series. Capiche? Hope y'all understand that because I know it sounds sounds like a lot in my head, and I'm hoping I'm saying it. The right way, so you you know, so I, I think I, I think I said it the right way. So, but yeah, man, it's um, if you, you know, I know the whole COVID nineteen and the whole pandemic thing kind of ruined, you know, a lot of things for everybody, and you know, sports is at the bottom of the pecking pole when you talk about people's lives, you know, people don't lost family members, moms, dads, grandmas, grandfather, you name it. So um, what sports does is give you just a, a little getaway, you know, from from the real world. You get to sit down and, you know, you watch, which now, you know, they're risking their lives and livelihood away from their families to give us entertainment. So let's put it in perspective. This, is, this isn't a life or death or anything. Um, but it is absolutely great to watch. Um, it really is. Uh, I, I could. I don't think you could ask for anything better. So, 
Well, we're, I, I mean, one thing you can ask for better, and we just got it. We're being joined by the man of the hour, Delonte, and the man that's cool as ice and twice as nice. We What's going on? What's going on, baby? My man. So we got a pretty almost full house tonight. <clears throat> now, you gentlemen joined, and we were talking about Suns going uh, 9-0. and Well, 8-0, I'm sorry, in the bubble. And some people are calling them one of the best teams out there. But to have that type of performance and still not make the playoffs, oh, man. That, that, I mean, that's got to be heartbreaking, isn't it? Yes, it is. Definitely. And I, uh, definitely, man. And I think they need to – I think if they do this this whole bubble experiment again, I think they need to revisit, you know what I'm saying, like this the, the records because Phoenix, they was in there kicking people's ass for real. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, Devin Booker, he got a buzzer beat over the Clippers and all that, but – Man, Phoenix, man, I, I think Phoenix was the best team in the bubble. Not one of the best, the best team. I think next season, man, they, 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 they ready. They game ready, man. We talked, we talked over and over again about this isn't your regular NBA ball. This is unique. Now, this is something that has never been done before. And it was going to put a lot of teams at a disadvantage because of the long layoff. And I think it was going to put a, te- a lot of teams at an advantage. And I think the Suns, like I said, they are a young team. And you get to see them where everybody else is still trying to get their NBA legs underneath them. This is one of the, the more younger teams. I wish I had it in front of me to see where they ranked at as far as how young they are. But you get to top you three. Get top, are they top three? Yes, sir. Oh, I okay. They are top three. And, and see, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think, like right now, if some reason Portland loses tonight, the Suns got to play Memphis to get in, and now you have the Suns versus the Lakers, I, I, I think the Lakers might be in trouble. And, I, and it, that's hard for me to fathom and say because – you got LeBron James, Anthony Davis. You got it. They put together a little squad. I think Brian Jr. agrees with the yelling, but they're they're smoking red hot right now. And you put them up against the Lakers, where I still don't think. Don't get me wrong. I, I still think LeBron is one of the top dogs, if not the top dog in the league. But he's in his seventeenth year, and he's been sitting for. The last couple of months. So, yeah, they've been playing some games. They play eight games. I, I've always personally thought you need 20 games in to really get going. So, the Lakers could be in danger. I don't think they would have a problem with Memphis. I think it would be the Suns or Portland could put the Lakers out in the first round. And that's, that's just me saying that it's like blowing my mind. Well, I wholeheartedly agree. I think whoever the Lakers play the first round, I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. It's going to be a tough one, whether it's Memphis, Phoenix, or Portland. It's going to be tough sledding. So. I don't, I mean, hold on. I don't think Memphis has it yet. I, I think I, John Moran, let me tell you about John Moran, Okay. And we're going to get into this next with these sorry-ass Wizards. John Morant, in his short time, has already surpassed the two stars we have here in Washington. Just think about that for a second. Just think of how long John Wall and Bradley Bill have been in the league. And they've already been surpassed by this young, borderline superstar. Like, this dude is on the court, like, really really taking it to people. But I don't think Memphis has enough on their team to get past the Lakers. You know, I I think the Suns have a more complete team. I think Portland, when you talk about overall team, center, you know, just Dane, the way you got Carmelo, you know, if Dane don't score, you got Melo. Melo might be a little older, 
But Melo can still, if Melo get hot one night, Melo can drop you 30 or 40 points. And the, and the beautiful thing about that is Melo doesn't have to do that every night. This isn't New York. This isn't Denver. So he doesn't have to do that every night. But that's a plus. Anything you get from him uh, is a plus. You got Dame, CJ. Um, the center name ex- escapes me right now. Um, White, I just can't. White side. White side. White side. Yeah. Yep. You know, so you, you got White side doing the dirty work, cleaning up, and, and, that, and that's perfect. Like, you know, uh, you know, what, what, a couple months ago we was watching The Last Dance and we saw how important, you know, Dennis Rodman was just doing the, the cleanup work. You need people like that. So, and he protects the rim. So, you know, you talk about Portland going in with a – I think they have a more complete team. I just think the Suns are probably, like Delonte said, playing the best basketball, the best team in the bubble right now. And it would be an absolute fucking shame if they don't get into the playoffs. But with that being said, it's 9.06, so Portland and Brooklyn should have kicked off by now. I just don't – I love Damian Lillard. I just don't think he's going to let – Portland lose tonight. I he, he's that type of player. He's not. I don't think he's gonna let them lose tonight. Well, they haven't kicked. They haven't tipped off yet. They're showing highlights of uh Bucks Grizzlies on TNT right now. Uh, I'm not sure what the holdup is, but uh, the Grizzlies. Man, you talk about John Morant. I gotta. I gotta give shot. Uh, shout out to Professor Lucky for this one. Because he put me on to him when he was still in college. He's like, you got to watch him. He said, watch him and then come back and tell me about him. I was like, good grief, man. He can jump. He could put you on a poster. But he's just good, period. And Memphis beat Milwaukee tonight, uh, 119-106. And that's that's without Giannis, right? How long is Giannis out? Just one game. Only one (laughs) game? game. One game. That's... That's the NBA special right there. Yeah, you you don't you don't you don't uh, suspend your reigning MVP for more than one game. I mean, granted, he could have did some damage to uh 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 who was that uh Wagner, but Mo, Mo Wagner. Yeah, he could have did some damage to him, but hey, that head but that that was that frustration head. But I think that had been that's something that had been going on. During the game, and he got tired of it right then and there in the second quarter. He just like, you know, I'm not gonna take it anymore. And that's when the headbutt came. I think that's what that was from. So I, that's just uh, my gotta, opinion. But that's a good segue. Yeah, you do, you do. But it's a good segue to the Washington Wizards, one and seven in the bubble. Um, just not really good. Uh, they beat Boston today. Um, I believe it was 96-90. Let me make sure. Let me double check because I had that pulled up. No, but that's, uh, that's confirmed. 96-90. Uh, yeah. Thomas Brown gave you what? 26 game high. 26 from Thomas Brown. Uh, uh Jesus. Um, Troy Brown. I'm sorry. Troy Brown. I get. I, look, I'm putting both of them together because I got so many names in my head. But Troy Brown. I'm sorry. Thomas Bryant gave you 26. Troy Brown gave you 17. And they they. Why couldn't you do this when the bubble started? And this is without Hachimura. So why couldn't you play like this when the bubble started? One in seven I is unacceptable. I, I think it's because of uh, self-expectation. Like, it was a self-expectation. Like, uh, we ain't going to do nothing. But, you know what I'm saying, let's go down here, ahead to these bubble rules, and, you know what I'm saying, see, what, you know, what we can do. And you know, I, I, for real, for real, I don't think they were focused. And I think once uh, Bill decommitted, you know what I'm saying, to joining the team, I don't know. I, I think, like, the, the rest of the team was just like, man, we, like, we don't have a chance. And they played like it. They pretty much they phoned it in. They went they went down there to that bubble and phoned it in, man. And it, it, it shows. Uh, I, we talked on the last episode, KG, about these Washington Wizards, and like 
I want to be super upset and I want to be like angry, but I, I can't because this is what I kind of expected once Bill said he was wasn't going to play, which I thought for Bradley Bill to do that. I really thought that was a bitch made move. I just have to say that because he played all season. Um, they've started the game ground, you know, because they were the ninth seed. They started the game ground and, uh, you know, before the season got, uh, you know, called because of the coronavirus, they actually may have had a chance with Bill in to secure the eighth spot. So um, I personally think that it was more behind Brad just leaving saying he was injured. I, I really do. I, 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 I personally think that it's them saving him so he's not injured to be traded. That's, that's my personal because he, he has so much value to other teams and it would just be uh, negligent not to trade him because you could get so much back for him and you could rebuild a franchise that has done nothing the last 20 years. Nothing. I don't care about first and second round playoffs. I don't care about the Gilbert Arenas Wizards. Um, and Delonte, you touched on something. They played horrible. Let me tell you why they play horrible. Because they have a really bad coach. We just talked about a young team in Phoenix balling. All right. You can, you can tell the difference in basketball when you're watching Phoenix and Devin Booker get cooking people and you're watching the Wizards and you're watching a team that it's just like one, like, like Delonte said, they, 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 when they lost Bill, they lost their confidence. Like, oh, you know, we can't win. And that's where you're, when you have a good leader, a good coach comes back into play, which they don't have. Um, and also the basketball on the floor is atrocious. It really is. The, what they're putting on the floor with the talent they have, Hachimura, I'll just go Hachimura, Thomas Bryant. I won't even put Troy Brown in there because he's still trying to get a feel for things. So, I won't put everything on there, but you know, you're you're a professional, so you know, and it's your time to shine because there is no John Wall and Bradley Bill. So you could play both ends of the spectrum. But to watch that, and they and they beat Boston today because Boston's in the playoffs. They don't care. That's why they beat Boston today. Boston made the playoffs. Boston, like, cool. Uh, oh, we gotta play the Wizards still. Okay. Let's get this over with. That's why they beat the Boston Celtics. Okay? If Boston had to, to beat the Wizards to get in the playoffs, they'd have beat them by 20 points. So here's what I'm going to say, because we went in on the Wizards last episode, and I don't want this to become a Wizards bashing, bashing podcast. Scott Brooks has to go. Bradley Bill needs to be traded. You hope John Wall can come back. What did he say? He was 110%. Great, John. You hope John Wall can come back, ball his ass off. Somebody will take his $40 million contract, whether it be Toronto, whether it be the Lakers. I think he would be a great fit. Him or Bill would be a great fit with the Lakers. I think Bill would be a great fit with the, the Nets behind KD and Kyrie. Notice I said behind. Not leading a team, not second. He would be, he, he's, he's not there. And I don't think he's going to get there. He needs to be shielded behind a LeBron James and an Anthony Davis or go to the Clippers where um, he could play behind Kawhi and the quote-unquote superstar Paul, Paul George. He needs cushion. He needs cushion. I can't, can't let you call – in good conscience, I can't let you call him a superstar. He's a I said, star. Quote, I said quote-unquote. It was oh, quotation marks. Yeah, it was quotation marks with that superstar. Okay. Yeah, it was super quotation marks. Du- Matter of fact, let's double them up. They double quotation marks and parentheses. All right, because you know, you know, if 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 you're listening, you don't understand what I'm saying. Paul George isn't a superstar. Paul George is not on a level with LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, Giannis, Harden, Westbrook. Kevin Durant, he's not on that level with them guys. And it's disrespectful 
for if you watch basketball to put him on that level because he's not on that level. So he's basically the Bradley Bill for the Clippers, like the, for lack of a better term. Yeah, he, he's not. He's not there. So back to the Wizards. Um, yes, I think they have to get you. you they missed so many opportunities last season. The Lakers were basically begging at the Wizards' front door on their knees and unzipping in the Wizards' jeans for Bradley Beal. And they, did, they didn't pull the trigger. They could have got so much. And it's a couple of teams still very interested. Like, I just, for me, just to keep hearing them say, I think John Wall just said it a couple of weeks ago, when they're healthy, they're the best backcourt in the league. Where that at? Because that shit ain't been on the court. Y'all been healthy. I just remember y'all not making the playoffs or getting put out the first round or whatever the hell the case may be. I, I don't remember this 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 dynamic-ass backcourt. I haven't seen it in, in my lifetime with y'all two in the backfield or the backcourt. I, I just – it just – it's not there. It's non-existent. And I'm tired of hearing this shit. Like, if y'all, if they made it a couple East Finals, maybe went Game 7, the East Finals, fighting, scrapping, I don't think that... John, I know, got a little dog in him. I've seen it. You know, he get a little lazy sometime on defense as the years have progressed. Um, but I, I just, <laughs> oh, I can't watch this. I, I like, I love going to Wizards games. I can't buy tickets to this next year. I can't, I, I just, I just, I can't, you know, I usually go, you know, ha- have some fun, but it's just, just like with the Washington football team. It's just like, how much do you want out of your fans to come to these games and your team getting the the break speed off of them? Like, they're not even competitive. I'm going to finish up and right because I know I've been talking a long time. <laughs> Scott, Brooks has, Scott Brooks has to go. Bradley Bill has to go. And if you can, like I said, I don't think it'll be a problem. Look, just think about it. somebody took Otto Porter that was making $25 million a season. So you're telling me somebody wouldn't take John Wall making 40? Nobody cares. I don't care about the Supermax because if a deal is there, somebody will make the deal. And I think it's, I think perfect spot for John Wall is the Los Angeles Lakers to run point for LeBron James and Anthony Davis. I think that's perfect. I really do. I think that's absolutely perfect. It probably, you know, or Miami. Um, and it's crazy, like, you know, the places where John Wall wouldn't fit in Brooklyn because they already got a point guard. But, you know, like Miami, L.A., I can see John going there and thriving immediately. So I'm going to shut up. I- I'm backing out, fellas. Y'all finished talking about the Wizards. Well, I'm, I'm going to say this. I want to know if it's a consensus across the board here. Uh, Scott Brooks, Bill, uh, whoa, all need to be gone in the offseason. BJ already said, yeah. Uh, Delonte? I'm going uh, to agree as well, but I'm going I'm to do something that's rare, and I'm going to uh, provide a benefit of the doubt uh, as far as this, bub- this Wizards buzz- bubble team that we saw over the past few weeks, uh, you can kind of compare it to a summer league team, the summer league version of the Wizards. Like, a lot of, you know, some of the players you, you never heard of, and then some heard of, but you haven't heard of in, like, some years. And then there was the, the kid from Gonzaga that we drafted, like, a season or so ago. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm with BJ. I'm not going to bash the Wizards because, you know, the the organization is still in flux, but yeah, I, I'm in agreement. Uh, Wall needs to be traded. Bill, he probably will be traded. And Brooks, his his best years were left behind when he in 
uh, OKC, so he needs to go too. So yeah, I'm 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 with the majority. Uh, Junie. Did we lose Junie? We may have lost Junie. Um, okay, we'll get back well, to him if he if he hop back on. All right. Well, let's move on. Wait, you fell asleep. No. Moving, moving on. Uh, Brooklyn and Portland have tipped off. Uh, it's nine seven. Uh, I'm sorry, ten seven. Uh, Portland right now, little under, a little over nine minutes to go in the first. Um, Dame Dollar, after that, missed those two missed free throws, and Pat Bev and. Paul George, you know, saying what they had to say on on Instagram, him clapping back, he came back and scored 61. After he scored 61, I'm not sure if you fellas heard about this, but Paul George went and apologized. It was like it's no beef, you know, because their family started getting into it about them. And it was some things said, so, you know, Paul George was like, no, 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 I don't have any beef, or, you know, it's just us talking as players and things like that, and I'm going to be honest. This is just my opinion. If I said something about Delonte missing two free throws and it's not Delonte time, uh, and Delonte claps back that he sent me home and I don't have a comeback, I'm not apologizing for that. Because my, my, my goal is to beat Delonte to get past that first round. I need to beat Delonte. Delonte is my driving force. I'm not apologizing for that. But he said it was no beef because the families got into it. I think there were some threats. So uh, what do you guys yeah, from, make? Uh, James' sister. Oh, his sister stepped in and threatened. Oh, good grief. Yeah. But and then also... Uh, there was a comment I was I want to say from Paul George's I don't know if his wife his girlfriend mentioned that Dame Lillard's sister looked like Precious, like the the fat actress. <laughs> so it was just like, uh, like oh, right, oh you know, my goodness, yeah, that's man. that's a low blow. You know what I'm saying? To compare her to a large, overweight actress, you know what I'm saying? Who's not I think that's why Paul uh, apologized because that's kind of going a little. Uh, beyond, you know what I'm saying, just just talking at that point. <laughs> just leave it on the court, man. You ain't, ain't got to, you know what I'm saying, call that young lady pressure. Oh, I don't know if y'all seen the picture of her, but... Nah, uh-uh. Yeah, I, I, I would... I, all, I got, all I can say is I personally wouldn't call her pressure. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, just, that's a little too much, man. That's just basketball. I don't need to do that. Hey, well, man, look. I thought that Paul George saying anything to Damian Lillard was just out of his league. He's I, I, I just finished saying it. Paul George isn't in the same league as Damian Lillard. So I guess he enjoyed that, you know, because Dame is, you know, struck a knife in his back a couple times. Um, <laughs> So it's just like, and, and we posted a picture like how many, what, how many fifty-point games Damian Lillard had, and he mm-hmm. and he's in the top ten NBA history. And I was just, I took my time, and I combed through it, but I could not find Paul George. I, I, I don't even know if he I, had his five to his credit. I, I, I just, I didn't see him. So it's just like, dude, shut up. Like, for real. Paul like, George has shut, zero 50-point games. Shut up, dude. Dante, what's your Instagram name? D-E-R-1102. Got you. Okay, I'm trying to tag you in this post, and I'm just like, why the hell can't I find his name? Okay. So, sorry, so, y'all. We, sorry we had to do that on the air. <laughs> so, uh... Nah, that's all good. <laughs> Since we're talking NBA playoffs before we wrap up this first segment, um, quickly, the Spurs' 22-year playoff streak is officially over. Um, 
do you see this being the last season for Pop? And jeez, uh, I can't even think of my girl name. Uh, Becky Hammond. Becky. Becky Hammond. Hammond. I could see her face, but I couldn't think of her name. And now I've watched her play for a long time. And her coaching, she knows what she's doing. You think she could take over the Spurs and put that machine back there? Or do you think this is just it for the Spurs and Pop retires and rides off into the sunset as one of the greatest coaches to ever walk the sidelines? Delonte, you want to tackle it first? Yeah, let me let me let me go first on this one because it's a legit question, and and, and uh, it's definitely a, a legit thought because Pop is up there in age. Pop he has won quite a few championships, and Becky Hammond, you know, as some people may want to believe it or not, I believe she's being groomed to actually become the first female head coach in the NBA. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if Pop. Says, well, you know, um, that's done. I guess I'm done. You know, I said, I just want to go and enjoy time with my family. Um, but we, we have someone who's capable of, of leading the organization uh, into the future, and that's Becky Hammond. So I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be mad. You know, he Pop, Pop is like one of the best coaches ever. So, you know, if, if he decides to um, retire, then hey, it's been a great career for, for that man. We just finished talking about how bad the Wizards looked under Scott Brooks, and Delonte made a hell of a comparison when he compared them to a summer league team. I was like, that is a hell of a comparison. It's, it's spot on. Like you seeing motherfuckers on the court that just don't know where they, where they supposed to be at, what the hell they supposed to be doing. But let me flip that. Since nineteen ninety eight. The Spurs have been to the finals six times and won five times. I believe Pop has the most wins, the best record, um, two or three coach of the years. Pop is accomplished. And, and I, I agree with Delonte 100% that Becky Lynch is being groomed to take over the head coaching duties in San Antonio. The men, not women. She, she's being groomed. To take over the Spurs. Um, hey Brian, can you give me a second? Stop. Goodness gracious. Um, it's going to be monumental. It's going to be something historic to see. Um, just, just if you think about that, this is the first time the Spurs have missed the playoffs in that many years. It's just. That's crazy. And we're sitting here talking about two guys saying they're the best backcourt in the league and they can't make the playoffs. So that tells you, like, certain coaches and Popovich is at the top of the list. They know how to get everything out of guys. And they also understand their personnel when it comes to, okay, we're weak here, but we're strong here. I can hide this. We can run this offense because it's going to showcase this, our, our, our strengths and hide our weaknesses. And same thing on defense. And then you got coaches like Scott Brooks. It's like, look, just pass the ball around to somebody's open and shoot. Like, that, it, it's, that's really how the offense looks here in Washington. So, look, kudos to Greg Popovich. I know it, this isn't the way he want, wanted to go out. Um. Was it last year he w- lost his wife? I'm trying yeah. to remember. Yeah, last that was year. Last he lost, year. Yeah, last year he lost his wife. So, um, I I wouldn't be surprised either way if he wanted to call it quits and go spend some time with his family. You know, I, I or you know if that drives him even more to, you know, hey, look, you know, I'm I'm gonna keep going. You know, I need something to. You know, this is this is my one of my favorite things to do besides spending time with my family and stuff. And you know, I, I'm gonna keep myself occupied and do this. But I, I'm leaning towards Becky Lynch taking over. I really am. Well, Becky Hammond. I don't, I don't know if I think Becky Lynch is still on maternity leave. Be- Becky Hammond. I <laughs> <laughs> well, let me let me throw this in there before we go to break. Greg Popovich. 
is the all-time leader and most wins in NBA history. That's regular season and playoffs. He passed Lenny Wilkins and Don Nelson, two coaches that don't get, when we talk greatest coaches of all time, now when we talk, we talk about Don Nelson, we talk about Lenny Wilkins, we talk about Pat Riley. But they, you know, in general conversation with others, they don't really get uh, their just due. Um, He, 22 winning seasons, a winning record in 22 of his uh, first full seasons. And he surpassed Phil Jackson as the, uh, for the most consecutive winning seasons in NBA history. He came to the Spurs in 94 in the front office and became the general manager and vice president of basketball operations. He was the, the man that signed Avery Johnson. Now, Avery Johnson played with the Spurs before, and they cut him. He signed Avery Johnson back. He traded Dennis Rodman for Will Perdue. Um, he took a 96-97 Spurs team that was 3-15, and took over as coach because he fired Bob Hill. He didn't have David Robinson. He didn't have Sean Elliott, who only played 39 games that year. Chuck Person, the rifleman, missed the whole season. Had an aging Dominique Wilkins. They only won 20 games. But it got him the number one pick in the 1997 draft. And who did they pick? Gentlemen, I forgot. Though. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I, I'm sorry. I could. I couldn't get to the. I couldn't get to the mute button. Uh, quick enough. It, Mr. Mr. Tim Duncan. Of course, out of Wake Forest in '97. Uh, you know, Tim Duncan listed as six eleven. Was really seven foot. Him and Dave Robinson became an, a successful version of the Twin Towers, and the rest is history. Uh, five time NBA champion. No matter what anybody says about that 99 season, he still took a team and battled with a number eight seed and won a championship. Uh, Three-time coach of the year, four-time all-star game head coach. That's an all-star, I mean, a Hall of Fame resume. So, um, if he decides to walk away, I I just hope that if he walks away from the sidelines, he doesn't walk away from uh, the Olympic team and he doesn't walk away from uh, commentary because his knowledge and his quick wit is actually needed in the game today. Hey, man, I, I agree with you. I think, uh, you know, for sure. But, you know, just knowing how long he's been dedicated to the game, I, like, you know, I know it's hard for him to just walk away. I would love to hear him in the booth and just hear him break down stuff and talk about things because you listen to the, the you know, the players love him. You know, the whole league loves him. Um, he hasn't been afraid to speak up for uh, different causes, you know. So um, whatever way he goes, man, I, I, I just wish him the best. You know, like I said, is he gonna, he's going to be successful either way. So we will see. So, with that being said, let's jump out, take a quick break, and come back, and we're going to jump into some rapid-fire NFL, NHL, and MLB. Uh, Just a few tidbits ain't going to hold you too long in that second half, but we had to get the NBA bubble out. Everything's starting to heat up, so stay tuned. Keep listening. We'll be right back. And just like that, we are back, jumping into a little NFL. Uh, Jerry Jones yesterday was on ESPN, and he said some things. <laughs> Basically, he said he's not sharing the 2020 anthem policy and says we're going to show grace. And what he pretty much did, in my opinion, Stephen A. said the same thing. He's kind of straddling the fence. He's not against it, but he's not for it. And it's kind of rough to hear him say that. And and what he said, he said, we're going to show grace. I'm going to show grace. And I'd like to show that kind of grace on a sensitive manner. Uh, everybody is genuine here. 
I'm giving everyone the benefit of the doubt relative to any decision that I make. I have one thing. My job is to run the Dallas Cowboys. My job is to do what's right. We've asked for all of this interest, and we've asked for our players to give everything they've got. Here's the problem. Jerry Jones in 2017 pretty much said that if any Cowboy player kneeled during the anthem, it was a problem because as long as you put on that Cowboy uniform, you will toe that line. It's his exact words. You will toe that line. And granted, I'm not a Cowboy fan, really can't stand the Cowboys, but I, I have always had a soft spot for Jerry Jones as a businessman. But the day that he said that, that soft spot hardened. Because you are so blind that you can't see that you're causing division with your statements. Then he finally speaks up yesterday. And he's talking about showing grace. So, and he says something. I, I watched it on ESPN. And he said something about uh, we will not disrespect the flag. Here we are, almost four years in, have said on countless occasions, kneeling is bringing uh, awareness to the injustice to people of color. The awareness of police brutality, police killings. Never, ever has it ever been about disrespecting the flag, but yet and still, that's what they keep going to. Gentlemen, please, I would ask you to make it make sense, but I don't even think you guys can do that. And, and you are some of the smartest gentlemen that I know. And I don't think you can make it make sense. So just give me your thoughts and. Just how you, how this makes you feel. Hey, I, let, let me ask something right quick, y'all. Uh, sometimes I feel like Jerry Jones should be fined. Um, we already got the approval from Roger Godell. Roger Godell said he feels like he should have listened to Colin Kaepernick from the start. Uh, there's so much going on in 2020. Jerry Jones really does sound like Donald Trump to me. Uh, it's too much going on right now. And I really think Jerry Jones should be fined for some of those comments. And like I said, Roger Godell already is backing Kaepernick. I, I feel like the whole NFL is backing Kaepernick. Now he feels like he was wrong. And he should have listened to Kaepernick all the time. And now Jerry Jones is still is like the only one in his corner. And I feel like he should be fine to me, my opinion. What about you, Delonte? Oh, sorry. Sorry, fellas. I, I think, I mean, it's, it's coming from Jerry Jones. And, you know, he kind of employs like this whole good boy you know, and, and my players would be a good boy as well type of uh, demeanor. So I'm not even surprised that, you know, this is all coming from him. Uh, matter of fact, I wouldn't even be surprised if Dak uh, went in his office and like, oh, don't don't worry, boss. Um, or, or, or I'm not going to say massive, but because uh, I don't want to offend nobody. But he'd be like, oh, oh, don't worry, boss. We'll, you know, we'll, 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 we'll follow your lead. So I'm not surprised not by any of this, this foolishness that's coming from Jerry Jones and his entire Cowboys organization, man. Just pitiful. What about you, Kevin Kev? I'm, I'm, I'm disgusted by it because it's like you are taking – you're quick to say freedom of speech, freedom of speech, freedom of speech, but you're taking it away from anybody that plays for that organization. You know, with that whole total line comment, yeah. That's a problem. That is a problem. I just... It makes me sick. Because as a cowboy, and me personally, if I believe in something strong enough, I'm going to push back. And that's something that I do believe in. And 
if I was a cowboy player, I would I guess I would risk my millions just to stand up for what I believe in. And I would love to see one of those guys or a few of those guys actually do that. Because I'm sure if you get cut from the Cowboys, it's going to be at least 10 teams that want to pick you up. Because Cowboys got some good players. Now, and then he also talked about uh, Dak Prescott and his contract, which is crazy. And and I'll tell you why that's crazy in a minute. But just I, I agree with you, Junior. I think he should be fined for some of his comments because some of them they're, they're way out of touch, and he he's off base. And I'm like, who's advising him? And once again. Like you said, he sounds like 45. And, oh, everybody say, well, he did take the knee. Yeah, he took the knee when, when, when 45 called them all son of a bitches. That's when everybody came out and took the knee, except for good old Ray Lewis, like I said the last time. You know, he had to take both knees, you know, because he didn't want to offend his friend. That's what, he, that's what that was about. But I just, I wish he, I wish he would just shut the hell up. That's it, and that's all. So, <sighs> moving on, moving on, moving on. Um, <laughs> before we come home, big news. Uh, tight end for the <laughs> NFC champions, San Francisco 49ers, Inc. A five-year, $75 million contract today. Uh, $30 million guaranteed at signing. Was that George Kittle? Yeah, man. He deserved it. Awesome, yeah. player. Now, awesome player. Here's the thing, though. I was reading an article on Bleacher Report. They said even though he got five years, $75 million, $30 million guaranteed, Austin Hooper got a big contract over the uh, over the offseason. They're both still underpaid for what they do. Dang. Because think about it. Now, you got players like at the tight end position. They say tight ends are very underpaid for the amount of work that they do. Now, remember a few years ago when Jimmy Graham was trying to work out a contract with the Saints, and they didn't know if they wanted to pay him as a tight end or as a receiver. And everybody said he was being greedy. But he was actually trying to get what he was worth. He kind of ruined his career with it. That and the whole thing in Seattle with him being soft-hearted. But I understand where he's coming from. And I understood it then. Because he's got, look at Christian McCaffrey's contract. He's a running back, and running backs don't have the same shelf life as tight ends, but look at how much money he got. I just, I, I, I mean, I'm glad that he signed this contract and everything, but I can see that as being underpaid. Now, when Travis Kelsey comes up, if Travis Kelsey, for as good as he is, and as a great of a weapon as he is, if he doesn't get in the range of 15 to 18 million a year, it's a problem. Let me, uh, let me, my, my fault, KG, let me jump in there real quick uh, in regards to uh, Kelsey. Well, um, as we all know, Mahomes has got, what was it, 450 or 500 million? So uh, it's, I'm interested to see, you know, where all this cap is going to come from within, you know, the Chiefs organization. Um, Kelsey, he, he definitely needs to be paid, matter of fact. You need to start thinking about what's uh, what's my man, uh, the child beater, uh, Tyreek Hill. You got to pay him too. Uh, at some point, a, you gonna a, be- alleged. Oh yeah, yeah, alleged. Sorry, sorry folks, alleged child beater. Um, he, he, he came up with discipline. Go ahead, KG. My bad. No, no, no. I was, I was just. Uh, coming back with you know he he came up with the tape. We talked about that. Uh, me and BJ talked about that last week when we were talking about Darius Geis, and you know he got his uh his baby mother on tape about uh that she was the one that did the abusing. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, so uh, Chiefs fans, my apology. Uh, but, uh, you know, Tyreek Hill, he's he's going to be looking for a big contract as well because he's a vital part of that team. But, Kelsey, I'm, I'm interested to see where they're going to get this money from um, to pay him. Now, does he deserve to be paid? Oh, yeah. I think he, he deserves 75 million, if, if not close to 100 million. Because, well, basically him and K- uh, Kittle, they like the top two tight ends in the, uh, in the game right now. Yeah. And who's the tight end for Philadelphia Eagles? He won, he won the top ten, too, to me. Uh, Zach Ertz. Er, you go. That's, another that, that's another one that deserved to be paid. Those three right there are the top three tight ends in the league right now. Now, if you really – you can't put Gronk in there because we don't know what Gronk – what retirement did to Gronk, so we don't know yet. Right. But if Gronk goes back to Gronk of yeah. a couple years ago, he'll be in that in there too. Right. If if Gronk goes back to Gronk of 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 old, I might have to put Gronk back at number one. Like that dude, he's like unstoppable. You best and believe he, he gonna get his catches because he know the quarterback. They know each other, so mm-hmm. Tom Brady knows what he could do. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and not only that. It's, I, I think, and, and not to, I guess it's this kind of like a, a, a light segue to Grunt. Um, I've, he probably felt like he had something to prove. You know, like, I'm pretty sure the league, he probably looking at the, the landscape and, you know, people probably like, uh, you know, Grunt, he might have lost his step because he sat out. What did he do? He, 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 he went to WWE, wrestled. You know, he won the 24-7 title. Um you know, he hosted WrestleMania, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so, you know, people might look as, feel as though he lost a step, but Grunk, I, I saw some um, some tape. Uh, He's he been training. He's been working out. Uh, he looked like he's he in good shape. So I won't be surprised if Grunk quickly uh, reasserts himself into that top three tight end uh, conversation at some point during the season. So... You know, I'm I'm not gonna sleep on Grunt. Well, uh, you can't sleep on Grunt because that's a that's a monster. He's a nightmare to try to cover, and I feel sorry for those linebackers and DBs in the NFC South that have to deal with him twice a year. So, hey fellas, he might be faster this year. Lost yeah. all that weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grunt lost a lot of weight. Just don't know if he's gonna have that. Uh, what you call it? That uh. That at the air, that breath. <laughs> Fellas, we're gonna bring it home real quick. Uh, the Washington football team. Uh, it was an article on NBC Washington. The minority owners are pressing Daniel Snyder to sell the team. Uh, it's been a lot of shakeup, and we talked about it a couple weeks ago with the shakeup in the front office. Uh, Alex Santos and Richard Mann uh, being let go for non-football reasons. Um, also, Sonny Jurgensen retired at the beginning of last year, so he's no longer on the radio. Larry Michael retired at the beginning of this season, so he's no longer on the radio. They have came up with a – they hired Julie Donaldson. She's going to host the broadcast. D'Angelo Hall and Bram Weinstein will be your color and play-by-play analysts in the booth. There is no more Doc Walker on the sidelines, no more Chris Cooley in the booth, who I thought was going to take over for Sonny once it all was said and done. Um now minority owners are pressing Daniel T- Snyder to sell a team. <sighs> that radio shakeup pissed me off something terrible. Like I, I I was flabbergasted because I'm a I'm a Doc Walker fan, big inspiration here at Sideline Junkies. Um I love Cooley's film breakdown, but to see those guys pushed out and you're bringing D'Angelo Hall in. I really don't agree with it. I don't agree with a lot of things that are going on behind the scenes, honestly. 
I'm glad you just said that the last part. I was about to say, I hate to say this. Now I I might get some kickback on this one. When we talk about the home team, it's like pain in my stomach, man. I don't want to say what the other pain is. When you talk about the home team, Father Wizards and the Redskins, it makes me sick to my stomach. It's just a disgrace. I apologize, y'all. I still support them, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to speak your mind, brother. <clears throat> I think um, I I think a shakeup is, is needed, um, considering everything that can that's come out, you know, regarding um, you know, the allegations. I'm gonna call it the allegations, um, about you know the 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 sex, you know, the the booze parties, the, you know, the, the you know everything, Jay Gruden. Um, being gangster, you know, with I think what, what was the story? Jay uh, Jay Gruden, um, and that's oh, a good thing he's gone. Threatening DJ Spencer to fight a player, yeah, DJ Spencer yeah. over a side piece. You the head coach, man, and you trying to fight a, a player over a side piece? You know, like what's wrong? With, you know what I'm saying? Like that's 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 horrible, man. That's horrible, and that's coming hey, from hey. your head coach. Delonte, I, I agree with you saying. I think it's time for a change. And uh, just like Riverboat Ron said, he's going to change the whole organization. He even got his daughter in working on the organization also. Did y'all know that? No, you just told me something different. Uh, yeah. I, I, Riverboat Ron's daughter is working for the organization also. So I'm hoping, like he said, he want to come in and change his whole organization around and make it a good uh, – uh, uh, Make it good when you talk about it. Is is just bring good to the team. That was his own words. Yeah, well, they, they need it. Yes, yeah. they need it. But here's the thing: they talk about the minority owners pressuring Snyder to sell. The fans have been pressuring Daniel Snyder to sell since I'll say about 2002. Because he hired Marty in 01. Marty went eight and eight, and then he fired Marty. That was that 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 was it. Because you you had the Fortune 500 Redskins in 2000, and you still couldn't win. You had Bruce Smith, uh, Mark Currier, Deion Sanders, and you had a lot of talent and couldn't win. Coming off of the 99 season winning the, the division. It's a problem. When he hired Gibbs, that kind of gave him a little bit of a reprieve because everybody got off his back. Then when Gibbs left, he hired Zorn, and that fell apart. Everybody started calling for him to leave. Then uh, the 2012 season under Shanahan happened, and it was just like, okay, good things are about to come. And then it's been trash ever since. I mean, we had the 2015 season. But it's been trash. We've been, as a fan base, we've been asking for him to give up the team for close to 10 years now. It's actually been, if you want to combine them all, it's been about 15 of the 20 years he's owned the team. They've been asking for him to resign and, and give it up because he, he's not doing the right thing. So if that so happens, it's like, <laughs> it's like the rooster's coming home, and I ain't never been sad when the rooster come home. So, hey man, can you believe I got friends I work with, people go to my church that were ticket season holders that gave up their tickets and said they would never go to another game until Snyder retire or give up the team. You best believe uh-huh. he get his team up, man. It's gonna be a lot of people showing up, man. A lot of people. Wow. Mm. Well, moving on to the NHL. Quick question, you guys. And the Caps lost four to two yesterday to the New York Islanders, coached by former head coach Barry Trotz, uh, who seems to have the the Caps number. Um, playoffs, NHL playoffs have started. The Islanders lead 1-0. Uh, Caps were up 2-0. 
gave up four unanswered goals. Uh, Ovechkin hasn't scored since the restart. Um, my quick question to you, fellas. Have the Caps went back to becoming the choking dogs that they once were? I, You know what? I'm, I'm going to blame it on, you know, probably just uh, being rusty. You know, I, I think that the Caps, they've developed uh, a winning formula over the past couple of years, uh, of course, which, um, you know, kicked off in 2018 with the Stanley Cup uh, title. Um, I, I think it's just just rust, man. You know, like some people, they, they you know, worked out and trained and all that. But some people, they just sat, you know, uh, they did what the rest of us done. Like a lot of people sat, ate you know, work from home, what have you, um, you know, but I, I think the, the Caps, they're trying to shake the rust off, so, oh, it's looking bleak, looking bleak. Hope he's ain't hope he's no wolf. National What's that? They're going to start off slow, and they're going to get back, like Delonte said, once they shake that rust off, as long as it's not too late, because like you said, man, they set out. I know, I know. Since this pandemic has started, man, it's, it's a lot of guts around here. People gain weight, you know. And if you ain't staying at gym, you know, you can almost see it. So I think they just gotta shake that rust off, like Delonte said. I think they're gonna be good. Yeah, yeah, definitely a lot of guts. Cause uh, I ain't gonna lie, yours truly, I'm sporting one, so. <laughs> I'm, I'm, about to, I'm about to get back in the lab and, and, and you know loot and, and and get back because this is this is ridiculous, man. Wait, hold on, I missed that. You sporting what now? A gut. Oh, a, a, a quarantine gut. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look. When the last time we been to the gym? How about that? When the last time we actually got the ball? I know. Dang. That was what last hey. year. I, I seen Kevin make a few videos, man. He like he been in the gym though. Hold up, time out. Kevin been working out. That's from slinging them packages, man. Slinging them packages and, and messing around, and on my days off, I'm going running. I'm just I'm trying to stay fit, but <laughs> kind of hard, man. Look, you say you sporting the gut, I man. I don't let my hair grow. I ain't had a haircut since dag on January. Oh damn, man! Yeah, I don't think I do. That's why wear that weed cap. Oh shoot, I didn't took that off. My head twisted up now. I got whole a whole hardly got twist in my head. So I did see video. That's right. That's right. That's right. My wife said I need to get them redone. So hopefully, hopefully, if they can last until the end of work tomorrow, they'll get redone Saturday. I'll be fine with that. So, last but not least, gentlemen. Keeping it at home. Um, the Washington Nationals ugh, lost to the Mets today, eight to two. Nets are six and nine. Um, they got the Orioles tomorrow, seven thirty-five. I believe that's going to be in Baltimore. Um, can they recapture the magic of last season? I mean, this is not a marathon right now. This is a sprint. So can they recapture the magic and defend the World Series title? Uh, hmm. Uh, I mean, we, we saw what they did last year. Like, they were dead in the water last year. Then they came out of nowhere. And, you know, we, we had the, the whole new saying, finish the fight, which they did. They finished the fight. Um. You know, to and, and shocked a lot of us and, and won it all. Do I think it's gonna happen this year? We, you know, this is a sixty-game season. It's tight, so they want to uh, finish the fight. They better start fighting like now, because I'm um, not sure if a lot of people are aware, but they've been getting drop kicked in the mouth by the Mets the past two nights. Um, I mean, and by some big scores too. So, you know, it's, it's time that. So I, I would say let's. Don't waste no time. Just just go now. Well, I mean, 
I don't even know what to say. I, I would love to see them do better. But uh, I, I don't know. I don't think they're going to – it's only 60 games, and what are they, 15 games in? Yeah, 15 games in, and it's yep. 6 and 9. They yes, need to – yeah, they need to at least go 40 and 20. Yep. So that's only 11 more losses, but 30, 34 more wins. So they're they, they going to have to put it together. So the question is, can they? Can they? Man. It's going to be tight, man. It's going to be tight. Yeah, most definitely. Well, we didn't burnt these people's ears off, but we had to get all of that out. Um, of course, Saturday we got the WrestleManiacs coming. Uh, of course, Delante will be back Saturday with another glorious and amazing push segment. Yeah, and, and, I, and I already got my subject subject matter for uh, this upcoming episode of the Push. Talk about my talk about my man, Mr. Keith Lee. So oh, be man. ready. I thought you was gonna say John Cena, but I forgot. That's Don's thing. It's always about John Cena. Every answer is John Cena. Yeah, nah. I mean, <laughs> props to John Cena, but I gotta show love to to the champ, Keith Lee. Yes, indeed. So that'll be on Saturday night. Be available Sunday morning because we do it late Saturday night. So. That's Delonte. I'm KG. Junie jumped off. B jumped off. Uh, Jim's on special assignment. So, with that being said, we are the sideline junkies. We don't do no overtime. We are out of here. Peace.